September 2018 September 2nd, 2018 When Logan took his life, two of the hardest people for me to see were Angela, one of my best friends, and her mom, Connie, my second mom. They had shared so much of life with my Logan. I knew they were hurting for me. I knew they were hurting for themselves. Angela and I became close even before Logan was born, but she also quickly became one of his main babysitters. He loved her, and she was super special to him for many of his early years. She would have been at Savannah's birth, but she was watching him. Living in Grand Junction the first three years of our marriage, we were not too close to family. Connie became my second mom, and I have always felt so comfortable and loved around her. Really, Angela's entire family became mine, as they are all such great people. I'll never forget the Christmas everyone wanted to tickle me Elmo. Remember that? And Grandma Connie and Angela found one for Logan. I was like, you could sell that for so much money. But they didn't care. They wanted to give it to my Logan. We stayed at their house for a few days, and I think the battery surely died at some point. He loved that creature so much, and I can still hear him laughing with it. I have it in a special tub, and I will probably display it somewhere because it's such a special memory for me. Connie is truly one of the most giving, loving, and wonderful people I know. When she told me she wanted to make me a picture quilt, I knew it would be special. Wow, special, I'll say. Do you see how beautiful this quilt is? She gifted Glenn and me with it today, and I just can't tell you how much it surpassed what I expected. It's so perfect. The colors are perfect. The picture layout is perfect. The stitching is perfect. The fabric choice is perfect. And what is even more perfect is that it was made with some serious love. Three special people worked on this quilt to gift it to us. Even great grandma Wilma at age 91. I know because they love Logan too, that this was a hard thing to spend so much time on. I'm sure each time it was touched, an old memory, a thought of sadness for us, or even a thought of sadness in how Logan felt was surfaced for them once again. How could such a happy, constantly smiley kid end up in such a dark place? I am also very sure that it was hard for them as they thought about the suicide part, because just like so many, they have been touched by it as well. Angela's dad took his life, and it was back in a time when no one talked about it. But Connie is not afraid to talk about it now. Connie has come through blazing strong from her experience and has gifted me with many, many words of wisdom. I love her for sharing her feelings and thoughts and hugs. I love her for sharing her hands. Our quilt is beautiful. Thank you, my family. September 5th, 2018 I was invited to a barbecue going away party for two of Logan's friends. Theo and Andrea are a young married couple that Logan met through his online gaming community. Their house was the place to be for board games and fun. I had never met them before his death. However, shortly after, Theo told us a story of how Logan helped him break into ours. There was supposed to be a board game night up the hill, and Logan had locked his keys in his car and couldn't get to the board games. He called Theo, since he lived close, and said he needed help. Here's my garage code. Go in there, grab the keys. 
I'm not sure who is home, but knock first. If no one answers, just open the door, and you don't even have to go inside. The keys are just hanging inside. Already cautious, Theo comes over. No one answers, but there is a car outside, so he calls Logan. Hey, are you sure no one's here? Because there's a car outside. Logan replies, oh, that's okay. It's just my dad's cop car. To which Theo is now questioning if he should really be going into a cop's house in case he should arrive home and stumble upon a stranger. So Logan stays on the phone, Theo's heart already beating louder and faster now. Logan then tells him, By the way, when you open the garage, make sure you don't let the big dog run out. Now Theo says he is used to big dogs in his life, 150 pounds or so. But then he opens the door and sees a mammoth of a big dog staring him down. It was the most terrifying moment, but then turned to adorable. Mowgli is 210 pounds or so and is the biggest teddy bear. It was quite the adventure for him, and I could see the emotion as he told me for the first time the details. I have come to really appreciate these kids, so I was saddened to hear of them moving. But then came the barbecue invite. Theo is in the military and would be stationed in Alaska, and all of the community would be coming over for board games, food, and fun. Glenn didn't want to go. Savannah didn't want to go. Bryce didn't want to go. They are all similar in personalities and certainly more private and introverted, but I had hoped at least someone would come with me for support and because I had asked them to. I didn't understand their denials and it made me kind of bitter at the time. I really appreciated everything Logan's friends did for him and us and wanted to not only show appreciation, but long to be around them. They were my only living connection to him at this point. They helped me feel close to him. I hoped for more stories and details that I could grab onto as if I had discovered the lost pieces of the puzzle, knowing it would still never be complete. I needed to somehow mold this time into my own memories with Logan, as if he was still there amongst them. So I went alone, and it was amazing. As people arrived and congregated in the kitchen, I at first felt awkward as I wasn't sure of some of the faces and wondered how many were trying to figure out who I was as well. Soon the games appeared, and I was asked to join. Instead, I observed. After all, I didn't want to be an inconvenience as they spent time teaching me the rules. This began one of the most surreal afternoons of my life. Logan's friends gathered around the table, gaming, laughing, telling stories, just very much enjoying their time together. I have pictures of these times when he was present. I imagined him sitting amongst them and couldn't help but keep thinking, this is a movie, right? I'm that person that is present, but no one else knows I'm there. I'm observing and weeping inside and trying to understand the moment I'm presented with. How could a mother not agonize her thoughts? Why wasn't he here? He should be here. And what would he think if he knew I was here? Would it make him smile? Or would he be annoyed? Was this a part of his life he would be proud of if he knew how much I enjoyed being here? And would he invite me the next time? What food would he have brought? I'm sure he would have a Coke in his hand. These are good people. Man, Josh and Jared mimic his personality. 
I found myself staring at each of them. Jared talks and laughs and smiles just like him. When he talks with his hands, it's like I'm seeing Logan's same body expressions. Josh has the same hair, the same beard, and I'm pretty sure Logan would have been dressed in the exact same way. His lips and teeth are even the same. Man, I bet he would have been creeped out if he knew how much I was studying him. Is what I'm seeing reality, or am I reaching for similarities and making things up in my mind? Lori, pull it together. Man, this sucks. Food came and went, and I spent a little time trying to mingle outside by the grill with those that introduced themselves. I wondered how his relationships played out with each of them. I've heard stories of his hospitality and could visualize him going about the room, making funny, sarcastic remarks and being a clown. I remember how his energy heightened when he was around board games and friends, doing something he loved. He always became louder and vivacious. Then we congregated in the living room for a video I don't even remember the substance of. After feeling satisfied in my presence, I signaled I was leaving. My announcement prompted a renewed and focused conversation. What a great new round of stories containing Logan that were told. Amongst the chatter was the upcoming date for the annual suicide walk, and many said they were planning on coming. I had thought about it, but now eagerly put it on my calendar. To hear the anguish so many were still feeling, and the raw, unapologetic emotions tore my heart to shreds, but greatly comforted it at the same time. How can I pride myself on being such a compassionate person, but then find so much pleasure in seeing and knowing their tears continue? A group hug, not initiated by me, and a selfie pic to capture the moment, it brought me to euphoria. I wish it were a movie I could play back on a screen and experience again and again. I wish I had recordings of all the exchanges, because as much as I try and hold on to each and every memory shared, I know I won't remember. I'll remember he wasn't there, but I won't remember all they said about him. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag miss him so much. Hashtag he had friends. September 9th, 2018. Dawn of a new era. My mom and dad sold us their rig. This is both exciting and sad. Just like nearly all my emotions have been in the last year and a half, constant clashing from within. We are excited for the road trips to come. Hopefully a lot of them to dog shows, but we are excited about doing some camping too. We are sad to know how much it broke my parents' heart to come to a realization that they won't be using these two babies anymore. As they closed the door to release them to my sister, who graciously drove them to us, my dad said they both cried and said, it sucks to get old. There are so many memories within these walls, hunting trips, excursions across many miles, and more. My favorite is a trip that they took Aspen, my niece, and Logan on to Yellowstone National Park. I treasure those pictures taken there. Here are just a few. Thanks, Daddy, for the amazing deal. And don't worry, we will take good care of your babies and create new memories you can be so happy for. Hashtag memories. Hashtag finding joy. September 10th, 2018. It's National Suicide Awareness Day. 
I worked today, so haven't had time to write a thoughtful post. So I decided to share some tips instead. What you can do to help a depressed or suicidal friend. Take suicide threats seriously. Ask questions. Ask your friend if he or she has ever felt this bad before. How did he or she handle the situation? Be non-judgmental and validate your friend's feelings. Be especially concerned if your friend takes alcohol or drugs because their judgment will be impaired. Ask them the question, are you having thoughts of suicide? Be specific and direct. Give your friend a hotline number, locally 719-596-LIFE, nationally 1-800-SUICIDE, and make sure your friend calls. Stay with the depressed person. If your friend is a teen and is suicidal and refuses to get help, tell a responsible adult as soon as possible. Make a specific plan. Offer hope that alternatives are available. Also, do they have a family history of mental illness and suicide? Do they have social stressors, problems with work, school, home, and social life? Do they have access to firearms? Take action. Remove means such as guns or pills. What to say? I'm here for you. I want to hear about what's bothering you. I really care about you. Let's talk and figure out how to make things better. Things are tough now, but you've got to hang in there and I'm here to help. I would feel horrible if you hurt yourself and I don't want you to die. No one and nothing is worth taking your life for. I hate to see you suffering like this. Let's think about where we could go to get some help. What not to do. Don't keep suicide threats a secret. Don't ignore your friend. Don't put your friend down. Don't change the subject. Don't try to handle it alone if your friend doesn't respond to your effort to help. Don't minimize the problem. Don't suggest alcohol or drugs as a solution. Most teens complete suicide while taking a chemical, alcohol, or drugs. Don't act shocked or condemned. Don't make promises that you cannot keep. Don't point out how much better off they are than others. Don't interject your own problems and feelings. Don't minimize the person's feelings and don't offer simple solutions. Don't leave the person alone. Don't try to be a therapist. Get professional help. Save these to a note on your phone. You never know when you will need this. September 13th, 2018. Another moment I would have never dreamed of. Glenn and I had dinner at Logan's favorite place with his best friends. Mitchie was in town and set it up, and I'm so glad these guys were all available. I cannot tell you how healing these friendships are to me. We talked about what we were up to in life. We talked about past funny memories. We cried about the ones that won't be. We wished we could have hung out like this when Logan was here. These guys thanked us over and over for taking the time with them. Are you kidding? This is a connection I cherish. I am the one that is so thankful. I never expected or imagined we would be spending time like this. I have so much respect for a younger generation not being afraid to invite us to hang out, to not be afraid to ask the questions they did, to overcome any awkwardness that might always be anticipated, to just want to show themselves. 
the love and maturity they have presented throughout this journey would make any mom smile. It makes me proud to think if it were one of them and not Logan, he would have been sitting alongside that friend's parents. They don't realize how much this shows me what my son was and still is worth. These relationships make me feel the closest to Logan I can get right now. I love that so much. Thank you, Mitchie, Jared, Galen, Corbin, and Leslie. Thank you. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag suicide awareness. September 15th, 2018. Well, we made it through nine months. Saturday had a lot of sadness, and it was hard not to just completely feel sorry for myself the entire day. My mom's 15-year-old dog passed away, the nine-month anniversary date, and driving away from Bryce's new house, leaving him and all his belongings there, left me bawling like a baby. But I still believe that focusing on the blessings of any incident is always the best way to get out of the dark. Today, I wanted to share one of the very best things that has come out of Logan's death, the reconnection with my sister, a renewed and wonderful relationship. We have had many rocky times over the years and actually hadn't spoken like a year and a half. Shortly after Logan took his life, my sister wrote me an email apologizing for many things. Like all of us, she had and has many regrets. She continued to speak to Logan during our silence and couldn't bear having the regret of not having a relationship with me any longer. Death sometimes brings out the worst in people. For her, it brought out the best. We quickly jump back into being sisters and have a stronger relationship than ever, in my opinion. During these last few months, our family has taken on more stress than you can imagine. Between both of my parents' health issues, including multiple surgeries, their move from Hawaii to Las Vegas, and cleaning out their house of 20-plus years in Colorado, we have stuck by each other and supported each other in a way only God could configure. I am so thankful for the help she has offered my parents and keeping things afloat with them. What I love the most is how we can laugh like I can't with anyone else. The pee-your-pants kind of laugh, and only we understand. There is history there, and we have so many family inside jokes and, well, maybe even secrets that we share. When I went to visit some weeks ago, my task, I learned upon arriving, was to assist my sister in putting up a gazebo my dad had managed to purchase, not realizing it says four people and blank hours. I'm not telling. If you ask my husband if I typically put anything together, well, don't ask him. In 113 degree weather, my sister and I spent no less than 12 hours using, I don't know, 542 screws to put this gazebo together. There were tears, there was laughter, even a moment where some PTSD of death overcame us both. But we didn't fight, not even for one second. And what a wonderful accomplishment we could be so proud of together to present to my dad's backyard. I hope as she sits there many times in the quiet of the morning or night that she thinks not about her regrets, but about the beauty that came out of ashes. I love you, Heidi. Hashtag beauty and ashes. 
Hashtag Finding Joy. September 16th, 2018. This picture is what grief looks like in the middle of the day, on a random day. Hashtag Suicide Awareness. Hashtag Grief Sucks. The picture is Lori laying on one of her dogs and crying. September 18th, 2018. This was a live I did on Facebook. The sentences are broken up, as that's how I talk, and I tried to transcribe this word for word, except for the ums. There were way too many. I don't remember now what prompted this, but maybe reading back on Logan's letters. Hey, everyone. I am not going to do what a lot of people do and wait for people to jump on. I'm just going to start talking because I want to make this short and sweet. I've been waiting to go live for a really long time. Uh, I just, of course, I'm really drawn to wanting to educate people about mental health awareness, suicide prevention, and obviously we have a story to tell. And I, I guess I always chicken out because I don't have the time to create a script. Time is the biggest thing. As much as I love to educate and teach, I've just not been sure I can do it. But I kind of feel like people just want a genuine me. And so I wasn't going to get emotional, voice is cracking, but I just want to begin. I guess the biggest thing I wanted to do today, because I do want to do these more often, and so really I just wanted to talk about what my number one advice is. Right now, for you moms out there and you dads, And this is probably more pertaining to the younger kids, the parents with younger children. But I will tell you that I really think it's important to let your kids fail. Obviously, if you've done any searching on how to be a better parent, they're going to tell you that. But I think one of the biggest things with Logan was that he didn't feel like he had failed before. I'm going to read you just an excerpt of his letter. He said, I've had trouble being motivated all my life. But the feeling of trying my hardest and failing is new to me, and it hurts. The feeling of not living up to expectations kills me. It's easy to say that other people's opinions don't matter, but I can't shut out my own opinion. I can't respect myself anymore. So I think for Logan, it didn't matter what we thought, because I feel like he certainly knew that we didn't think he was a failure at anything. But it's obvious that he says he had never really experienced failure before. And we all know that he had experienced little failures here and there, but obviously nothing that bothered him. And so, yes, he was good at so many things. He wasn't always the best on his soccer team, but that was okay for him. And so I know that it's going to look different for every kid because anyone that knows me knows that I'm not that kind of mom where I'm always scooping my kids up and saving them. If there's an issue with the soccer coach, I try to make them talk to the coach. And certainly I get involved sometimes, but I really try hard not to. Are you that parent? Are you that parent that is scooping your kid up on the playground because there's a bully there? Sometimes I just think that we have gotten so bad in our society at protecting our kids and wanting to save them from every little thing. It might not be a total failure of a project, but maybe something in that project just doesn't come through. And are you the one that is saving them at midnight? It's just something that I don't want to judge people's parenting, but even as a parent who doesn't do that, I ended up having a child that struggled with that. 
And so I just feel like it's something for you to think about. Are you being that parent? I think you should welcome their struggles and any kind of adversity they have. It's not always fun. And believe me, we are struggling with Amaya all the time with her race. And you know she's so much bigger than a lot of the girls and kids her age. It's not easy, but we talk through it and we teach her things to say. And, well, now I'm rambling and I didn't want to ramble. Really, that's just all I wanted to say today is think about if you're that parent. And the other thing I know is that our kids are different. And the best advice is to parent your kids all individually. You know with Bryce, he is so self-motivated, I haven't had to pick up the pieces for him. And maybe with Logan, I did that too much. I guess the last thing I just want to leave you with is don't be afraid to text. If you don't want to call the suicide hotline, if you're thinking that you're struggling right now watching this, you don't have to be suicidal either. You can just be really frustrated with some things and just having a lot of down thoughts. And hopefully... I wrote this right. The card says 741741. You can see it, right? You can also text and talk to anyone. You don't have to be on the edge of taking your life. You can just be really down. Just know that I love you and that there is someone that cares and please reach out and find that person. I will hopefully be trying to do these a little more often and keeping them really short. Thank you guys for all your support. We genuinely really appreciate it. September 20th, 2018. Someone was talking about their family today and telling a story amongst a few of us. At one point she slipped and mentioned a name, the name Logan. I said right away in an upbeat manner, Logan? Your blank is named Logan? She turned the mood to a somber one, hesitated and with a sigh said, yes, I'm so sorry. What? Please don't be sorry. Please don't feel like you have to tiptoe around me. I feel much more at peace when you can tell me a story and not work hard at saying the right thing or avoid names or connotations. I love to hear Logan's name. It's not a trigger to me. And here's the deal. I think about what happened 14 of the 16 hours I'm awake. Still. So if you think you will cause me to somehow remember what has happened, you are sadly mistaken. You aren't triggering or reminding or causing. It simply is already. So don't work too hard at trying to not. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag please say his name. September 22nd, 2018. The Boy Scouts got me tonight. Emotionally. The cutest little blue-eyed boy, approximately eight or nine years old, stopped Bryce and me in the driveway. He was very serious about telling us about his troop, his goals, and how we could help by purchasing popcorn. Like with almost all things, I went straight to thinking about Logan. Only while sometimes I am probably reaching for a comparison, tonight it was so real. Logan was a Boy Scout. And for many years, he asked many to purchase popcorn. The boy spoke just as my Logan did, in an old soul and intellectual way. And I was extra aware of his beautiful blue eyes. And he said it, his troop number, 101, the exact troop my boys were in. We excitedly told him he was talking to an Eagle Scout, Bryce, 
from that very troop, which did divert my thoughts for about four seconds. I instructed in a mom sort of way as I was rushing away to pick up Amaya's carpool at soccer to stick with Boy Scouts because it was so good for my boys. But as I got in the car, I doubted my words. I had one son that those words were true for, and one son, well, I could only pray for that boy I had just met. Comparing him to Logan, what would be in store for his life? I prayed that he would live a full and purposeful one, that he wouldn't live to the fullest for 17 years and then let darkness overcome him. I thought about his mom and how I hoped she knew. Knew what? I didn't even know. I guess I hoped that if she saw the signs, she would act on them, and that by that day, a day in the future, we would have better resources, more awareness, that she would be able to get through to him. But mostly, I hoped she knew how precious that time was that she was spending with her son tonight. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag suicide sucks. September 23rd, 2018. Today was our first suicide prevention event. A walk, a run, a balloon launch remembrance. Hard. There were many people there. But for some reason, I felt like all eyes were on us. Like I felt like I was some anomaly when I should have felt very comforted. I felt like I wasn't sure what to do. Wander around and talk to people at the booths? Learn more? Yes, thank those that came for Logan, but it felt so weird. I kept wondering why I was there and had to be reminded over and over what it was all about. Glenn and I talked about it after. I think we are not immune to feeling like that can't happen to us, but yet we didn't think we belonged there. That didn't really happen to us, did it? And yet each one of those people there, and I'm sure there were many parents and survivor families left behind, didn't think they would be there either. No one really plans to be a victim, a survivor. What a strange word. I guess we are survivors. That word can mean so many things. We were left behind, but also we are still making it through. I was jealous of those who were there to support a great cause and haven't actually become a survivor. It was so great to see many of Logan's friends and particularly his best friend's mom. She is working on her PhD in suicide prevention. Go figure, but how cool. Really coming from being a high school counselor where many teens have taken their lives, she has been touched by suicide way too many times. Thank you to all who came out and to those who donated. We truly love you and embrace your support for us. You truly, truly make a difference in our lives. Hashtag suicide prevention. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag miss him so much. September 27th. 2018. My husband is not a writer. He's not a touchy-feely kind of guy either, but he is a new, changed man after the death of Logan. He typed this up, I think, because he couldn't get the words out. He handed me this cross and this message, and I could see so much emotion. He hurts. We all do. But there is hope. Not sure where the cross will finally land, but for now, 
It's on our memory shelf. I'm sharing with permission. The Cross After several days of being in the woods alone, hunting, crying, and praying, I saw a cross of sticks and a cross of pine needles on an aspen leaf on Thursday. After walking and hunting Friday morning, I took a break about noon. I napped, cried, and prayed. I was tired of crying. I picked up the two old sticks, peeled the bark, and started rubbing them together to take my mind off of sadness, to no avail. I continued to cry and noticed the old sticks were becoming bright and polished. I did not want to just toss them and decided to make a cross out of the sticks. I used my hunting knife and a piece of parachute cord to make the cross. I tied the cross to my hunting backpack, hunted that afternoon, and went to camp. I don't know if I made the cross for Jesus, Logan, Lori, me, or all of us. I felt the old stick being turned into a shining, rugged cross is much like what Jesus' death did to give me salvation and why I believe Logan is in heaven. I decided to take the cross hunting with me Saturday morning. It was my way of taking Logan hunting. What if I would have taken him hunting when he was alive? Would he still be here? One of the several what-ifs I deal with. I hunted Friday morning, went to the Jeep, took off my backpack, and put it on the front seat. I immediately realized I broke the cross and was devastated. I cried and I was mad at myself. How could I be so stupid? Then something Jesus told me. We were all broken and can be repaired through Jesus. I decided I was going to save the cross like Jesus saved me. I took the cross home, glued it together, retied it, and now it is stronger than before, much like I am stronger with Jesus. Hashtag hope. Hashtag suicide awareness. September 29th, 2018. Sometimes angels appear to me. This week, it was in a Facebook message. Hi there, Miss Lori. We have never met, but I have many friends who are friends with your son. When his funeral happened, I noticed the urn for him was one that I created. I was the one who made this urn from editing the photo to lasering it onto the maple body. When my friends posted about his passing, I immediately saw who it was, and while we weren't friends, I did know him since I play competitive video games. I hope this isn't in bad taste, but this photo has struck me for so long now. Reading all of what you and everyone has said about him made me feel really connected to him. Everything is so beautiful. I completely understand if you prefer me not to, and I will respect it since this isn't my photo, but I was wondering if it would be possible to use this particular image for my portfolio. I can remove the name as well, anything you ask. It's a lot to ask, so I hope this doesn't come off badly. Unfortunately, I did have to leave the company, and I really don't have any examples to show of the work I did. My deepest condolences and I hope this urn was able to bring you, your family, and friends some peace. These messages mean so much. So, so much. Crazy coincidence in this story, or another beautiful sign from above. Thank you, Lizbeth. Hashtag suicide awareness. 
hashtag mental health awareness.